Hello, everyone, and welcome to Note to Scene, a music news podcast covering everything from pop punk to metalcore. I'm Matt Crane. I'm Tyler Sharp. And welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, where every week we discuss and debate all the biggest news stories in the music scene. Find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, or you should please rate and review us. Email us at note to scene at gmail.com. So much to talk about this week. Big news from Attila and Paramore. But first, we're going to talk about Warp Tour, the lineup, and their little Twitter meltdown that shook the scene this week. All right, let's go. I think we should just right off the bat get into this warp tour story this little warp tour meltdown because man i don't think we've ever i don't since we started this podcast we haven't really had a story like this happen what the hell happened matt that is the question that i have i who, i don't think we've ever had anything like this happen in the scene before who was running the warp tour twitter was like one of the first questions i had but um it's a very unique and interesting story so kind of sum it up here warp tour tweeted from their official twitter account that they were basically squashing uh lineup rumors calling out not calling out but they were naming some of the bigger bands that people were suggesting would be playing the tour and they were squashing that and saying no but warped kind of did it in a really almost almost you could perceive it as a salty way um for instance warp tour tweeted blink one oh it all started with a fan who tweeted a bunch of bands. The bands were uh, Blink-182, All-American Rejects, Paramore, MCR, Yellow Card, bunch of bands, Say Anything. This fan tweeted this, and Warped Tour responded to it and basically knocked each of these bands off one by one with a manner of a statement for each one. And for Blink, they said, we have the same agent, and we've heard nothing back from them with like a shruggy emoji, and tagged Blink in the tweet. Uh, that's kind, you know, that's kind of a little passive aggressive, right? I mean, coming from a professional tour, you know, right at Blink on Twitter. Absolutely. I mean, they're airing out kind of their dead end emails in a public space. Exactly. And this is like these are legacy bands we're talking about, and it's about to be a legacy tour. So you just kind of expect a higher level of professionalism from them. Right. It's almost like I, I, it wasn't Kevin. You could could no. you tell it wasn't Kevin tweeting because I just feel like we've seen Kevin's Twitter rants and he doesn't particularly <laughs> use emojis. There were a lot, this was very emoji heavy, yeah. so it almost made me wonder if it was Kate, their marketing director, or somebody higher up over there who who just took over and was like, "Fuck it," you know. I you know they, ah. the, the tour has been taking shit for so long. I think it had to be somebody higher up because there's just there's no intern, there's no social media person, there's no lower level warp tour official who's gonna risk their job and attack all these bands. It had to be somebody higher up. Yeah, I could I'd like to know what their whoever it was, I'd like to know what their thought process process was going into it. Like did they think that they were gonna win some of these bands over by calling them out like this? I I just yeah. don't understand it. You know, I don't think so. And it's almost it actually kinda worked as a, a publicity move. We're moving into Warp Tour lineup announcement season, and this got every, this was the biggest story of the week. You know what I mean? I think the Wonder Years announced an album not that long. All this other <laughs> stuff came out, and it's like, what was everyone talking about this week? Uh, Warp Tour attacking bands on Twitter. So they also tweeted that um, the All American Rejects, a band member didn't want to do it, and that's why the All American Rejects are not going to be on Warp Tour. <laughs> And um, it's interesting because I don't particularly think the All-American Rejects would be a band to, like, save Warp Tour. Um, right. I mean, if they, if they played some throwback stuff, it'd be cool. It'd be cool, but it was it's not like that was ever a band that kind of propped the tour up back in the heyday anyways. You know? Right. They were just... All-American Rejects were always loosely associated with emo, but they were pretty much beyond that their entire career they kind of right, instantly they, shot to radio and mainstream all, success all radio and, and even top 40 pop with um the tonight song and uh, move along and all that for but, sure um so uh tyson the singer of all american rejects was not happy with this um he responded to warp tour basically saying that because all american rejects wouldn't agree to do the full tour warp tour said no screw it and his point, Tyson's point, was kind of like, look, we all have families. 
um, we're, we're growing up now and we just weren't able to do the full tour. We were willing to work with Warp Tour and miss some dates, you know, and do some dates. And um, I thought, you know, he had a good point there. He called them classless pricks, though, to end his tweet. Which I was like, <laughs> man, we just got to spoil, like, you know, a 20, you know, 15-year-long relationship like that. And Warped Tour pretty much refuted every claim he made in this case. But, um, yeah, man, just what a weird day. It was pretty unreal. And to see Tyson call the Warp, you know, at Warp Tour and call him classless pricks, that was just kind of cherry on the top. I was like... Uh, of course this would happen in the last one like can't we just enjoy this we should gotta, we should be we should be having you know thinking about all the good times right. looking forward to the last summer last last you know summer camp at warp tour not worrying about warp tour having a meltdown in the 11th hour man like that's what this yeah. was and you know i gotta give it to tyson he, i don't particularly like tyson but i got he did his final tweet to warp tour you know he said um Along, something along the lines of, you know, I was down, sorry it didn't work out, you know, and then he said, thanks for all the memories. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes you feel, you're like, oh, you're right, all the memories. Like, this used to be a good tour, you know. This used tour. to be a good This used scene. to be a good scene, and now everything is <laughs> going down. And, of course, this is how we start the final Warp Tour right? in 2018, with the way the scene's been going. Of course, it's it's all this, this, this just unnecessary drama, you yeah. know. It, it bums me out that we have to already we're starting off on a bad note just i know man i you know i i understand that fans want it to be like the old days but i mean it's it's our own fault the fact that it's not like we, you know kids aren't propping up the scene anymore that's why it's i mean because the music isn't there but right. that's a whole different conversation but uh yeah i mean i think everyone's bummed out that it's never going to be as good as it once was yeah, and some of the other bands Warped Tour shot down was Yellow Card um, because they're not a band anymore. They're not um, a band, <laughs> which is true. I don't, you know, that wasn't a shot at Yellow Card. No. Um, I don't think Kevin expects Yellow Card to reunite. You know, although I think Yellow Card will reunite at some point. I mean, well, those I guys think, don't got much else going on. I think, They'll come uh, back for a tour, a ten-year yeah. tour for something, or a twenty-year tour. For... I think that Ocean Avenue money is going to run out pretty quick. <laughs> when, when's the fifteen? Are we? Pa- are we past 15 years on I'm Ocean Avenue? I'm pretty sure it's this year, because Ocean Avenue came uh, out in 03, right? Yeah. So maybe in the uh, fall, yeah. we might get an Ocean Avenue tour. <laughs> well, I can see that, you know. And then, you know, he took, the Warp Tour Twitter took the obvious announcement of saying, MCR are not reuniting on our tour, mm-hmm. which just gave a bunch of bloggers a bunch of fucking headlines to run with. Did you see all the headlines that were like, yo, My Chemical Romance going to play Warp Tour, question mark? You know, click here to find out. It's just, Stupid you know, that was so unnecessary. Sites. I know, Everyone dude. knows MCR is not going to play Warped Tour. Everyone knew they're not going to play the final Warped. I, even, I think they should, and I think it'd be cool. But put, putting that rumor, you know, down was unnecessary, I felt like. That was a fire that didn't need to be put out. And it just made more headlines and made more MCR fans, you know, a little more crazy than they already are. That kind of felt like the tip of the iceberg with that just led down this whole avalanche, yeah. you know, because that was the first tweet. And when I saw it, I was like, I was almost glad that they did it so people would shut up about it. But at the same rate, now we're just not going to have that conversation, you know? Absolutely. Like, even though we all knew it wasn't going to happen, there was Everyone still was like, like, oh, what if? right it's like what if you know i think we spent like 20 minutes one episode doing that absolutely absolutely because it's like it's so much fun to imagine what it would be like if my chemical romance reunited on warp tour so it's a bummer that they said it i understand why you know like alternative press ran with the headline it's just these stupid low-level blogs, man. You know, I'll, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll no. just I mean, call them out like as it is. Kill the music, New Fury, like all these bullshit sites that do anything right. they can for clicks. It's it's so ridiculous, and they their sites are terrible. I it's mean, hey man, sinking sinking scene. They got to do you know what they can. I, mean, I, guess, I guess at this point, I mean, you imagine trying to run a blog like today. Like <laughs> even the over, best blog, man. Property of Zach, can couldn't survive you know that was probably the best scene blog and for sure i mean it, last it definitely wouldn't be surviving right now i think zach pulled out ahead of time for other reasons but yeah all the good ones are gone and now we're just left with this pile of shit uh so kellen uh from uh, this little prick from the story so far i've never liked <laughs> i've never gotten along with these guys or like but he called he called warp tour you know 
I'm going to rewind. And uh, Warp Tour in their tweet also called out uh, Paramore. They said, word on the street is Paramore are doing their own tour for the summer. And Kellen, you know, I guess rightfully kind of called them out um, for being unprofessional and announcing that because Warp Tour basically announced Paramore's summer tour for them. Right, um, they leaked it. That, yeah, that's a leak. And there's a bunch of people in the Paramore camp now, you know, you know what that's like when you work with a band and you mm-hmm. have your fucking rollout. You know, you do PR. Can you imagine if somebody just swipes you like that and, you know, prematurely launches your shit all over so the Internet? Ridiculous, it's like so people, ridiculous. jobs and planning go into that. You know, not that anyone's going to go to that Paramore tour, I mean, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still, you, Got, know, so. you had to go and, there, Matt, didn't you? And it, well, and it's like you wonder, like. Is that saltiness? Like, oh, you know, you wouldn't play our tour, so fuck it. You know, we're well, gonna be cool. You know, because I, I didn't know about the Paramore summer tour. You know, and I'm yeah, pretty, I mean, it was connected. unannounced. No one knew about it. They were I doing think... pretty good. I mean, maybe people didn't care that much. You know, and that's why. Right, right. But it's like still, you know, he has a point. But Warped um, responded to him and said, you know, shall we co- shall we start to count the times our lineup was leaked? from insider information and this coming from the band that posted weed during an instagram takeover on our account when we specifically asked them not to so for those of you who don't know what instagram takeovers are um it's just basically warp tour lets a band take over their instagram for the day you know get to know the band that's playing the tour blah 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 the story so far um according to warp tour smoked weed on the instagram account even though warp asked them not to um which sounds exactly like something this band exactly. would do and my feelings they're such little douches mm-hmm. but um i like their music but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> personally they can be a pain in the ass and um so he was kind of you know going at warped calling them unprofessional which it's like he has a point but of all of the people to call someone unprofessional, it's like, shut the fuck up, Kellen. Dude, can you count how many times we've had to deal with the unprofessionalness of this band when we were at Alternative Press? Just it a was bunch of re- few spoiled little rich kids re- that like to run their mouths. Ridiculous, dude. I felt like I had to amend so much shit for this band. But, yeah. you know, like, it's kind of like calling someone out and not recognizing your own shit because he's not wrong, but he's also in the same category as they are. So it's just kind of this scene. I feel like this whole warp tour meltdown was just the scene piss that everything is over. Yeah. I mean, that not that what it comes down to? Like, this is just people yelling at each other because we're (laughs) mad about the exact same thing. Like all of this is done. This is, the sound of a dying scene. That, that's exactly what this is. as it goes down. It's exactly what this air. is. Because in a weird way, I like this because it brought us all together again. We don't have these these big moments these anymore. Moments. These right. big events don't happen where the whole scene is chattering. And it feels alive. And I hate that every time the scene feels alive again, now it's 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 because of something negative. It's like because this. of something bad, it, it, I know. It's all we got left, you know what I mean? And what, a, what, a, what a bizarre story. Why you know? does it take, you know, Warp Tour losing its shit on Twitter for the whole scene to wake up and come out and start talking, you know? Yeah. And now, now we're just yelling at the sky at this like, point. Like, oh... You thought Warp Tour was just going to have declining sales and declining attendance, and they're only playing to 5,000 kids, you know, a night. And then, you know, five years later, magically, they're going to have Paramore right. It was play always going to be here. Play, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. they're just magically going to get fixed. No, this scene has been bleeding for, like, four solid years. Mm-hmm. Just, it's been gushing. You know, we had a good run there. 2010 <laughs> to like good that good you know we had the metalcore revival in 2010 we had the golden age with the M- second with us era. second golden era with sleeping sirens pierce the veil mice and men you know 2012 2013 2014 since it's been bleeding you know what i mean and, and, and the last two years particularly have just been it's been gushing and Bam. i mean we've been saying it on the show since we started this shit over a year ago now if you haven't been listening to us or you're just in denial this is a product of what we've been talking about we have to save our scene fam how Uh, do we say i don't can we save it can anyone save it matt um well so bo from bo boken from (laughs) from bless the fall just not gonna go though bo from bless the fall backed the uh he backed Warped Tour's little yeah, tweet slang. I bet he did. He said, he said, I love this. He was all about it. Uh, yeah. Sticking it to the bigger bands. 
Yeah, Both I bet he did because he's not well. in a big band anymore. You know, I, I don't even know if we should talk about this because it's so unofficial and unconfirmed. But like you've seen the same. It hasn't gone wide, but there's speculation leaks out there that Take Back Sunday, The Used, and Census Fail mm-hmm. are lined up for Warp Tour this year. I mean, mm-hmm. very unconfirmed. But right. It's just something that uh, has been floating around. That's what I've seen floating around. The the Warp Tour account on Facebook actually responded to a fan's comment when this first leaked you know, lineup of bands right. surfaced. And they were like, no, there's so many on there that are incorrect. That That right. was their response. So some of the bands that are on that leak are actually on the tour. Um, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but off the top of my head, like you said, we had some legacy bands like Taking Back Sunday and The Used. Noctiloose was on there again. Taking Back Sunday and The Used, too, it it makes sense as legacy headliners because those are the legacy headliners that they can get, I feel like. Exactly. You know, that's the the tier of a band. Like, The Used and Taking Back Sunday don't have that much else going on at this point. You know, they're always going to be legacy Mm -hmm. bands. They're always going to play over, you know, a thousand cap and they're going to do well on tour, you know, but they could come back to Warp Tour and do a throwback set, and it could go off. Same same for Census Fail, who also, you know, have a new album to promote, so it Absolutely. makes sense for them to do so, well. So I, I think the biggest thing is that fans don't understand the actual size of bands, and I think that's always been a problem in our world, is that everyone just wants to, you know, think about the band's music, and the music is the only thing that matters, man. Well, no, because... I had this conversation with someone who runs a blog who had no idea that a commercial side to the scene exists. And I'm like, you want to know why all your favorite bands don't exist anymore? It's because they stopped making money, you know? And what I love about pop music nowadays is that those fans care so much about charting, sales numbers. They're so aware of the commercial side of things. And the scene, if you talk to a scene band about how big a their favorite band oh, dude, is they have no do, idea do you know how many times at like alternative press i had to deal with that shit why don't you put every time i die on the cover right you know what I mean? exactly because they don't have any fucking fans and we can't sell a magazine <laughs> you know what i mean like you know like they don't understand they you know, don't the, yeah the, the sizing and it. and it's not necessarily their fault because the labels hide this shit so fucking much oh, yeah. man like they they want if labels had it their way we would never know sales numbers or first week <laughs> numbers or ticket or box office numbers i think if fans were more aware of of the behind the scenes and actual numbers to bands and how big they were we we could have more educated conversations about what we can do to maybe like make the scene better and understand why certain bands aren't booked and why certain bands don't get magazine covers over other bands we don't have these conversations because the fans are so unaware of what the hell's going on i legit had somebody like send me a message one time when i was working at alternative press and the message was along the lines of balancing composure have a new album out how in the world are they not on your cover yeah you know what i mean it just sums up how people just don't understand face that size but so warp tour warp tour tweeted um some they were you know fans were calling them unprofessional and warp Mm -hmm. tour tweeted how we've had to watch for years of fans saying we suck we can't book a lineup we're idiots we stayed silent, let people trash us, but squashing rumors about bands not playing the tour is unprofessional? Question mark. This almost sounds more like Kevin to me. Like this, this was later <laughs> tweet. This kind of sounds like Kevin got a hold of his iPhone and started going off here. Um, like Warp, they have the Warp people, the 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 Council of Warp Tour here has a point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. They have a point, and they've have had a point. a point through all of this. You know, through right. everything, every tweet that they've sent, they're not wrong. It's but they just, just kind of look like babies. Exactly. I think you they know? could have gone about it a little bit better, and maybe if they would have taken a more savage route, then it right. would have wouldn't have been seen as such a, you know, adolescent thing to do right. on Twitter. But this I mean, tweet kind of it would have been kind of funny if Warp was like, you know, yo, you know, Paramore, Blink, uh, Fall Out Boy, MCR. We brought all of you bands up. We broke all of you bands, and you turned your back on us. Hey, dude, we'll imagine exactly. Imagine if they just tagged all those bands and said right. "fuck you." You know, except you know, <laughs> instead they choose to go more passive aggressive. Right, route. and oh. the passive aggressive route looked way more unprofessional yeah. and childlike. Which it's funny because like it's like they don't really, how much do they have to 
you know, as a branding manager in some t- cases, I would say like, don't, you know, ruin your brand, but it's like, how much do they have to worry about their brand anymore? I mean, we're only doing this one True. more time. Exactly. It's kind of like a band on their Shit, farewell They might tour. just cancel it at this point. Like, it <laughs> sounds like they don't even want to. See <laughs> they don't even want to go this year. Man. That's what it comes down to. War tour don't even want to go out this summer, dude. They're so fed up with our shit. That's hilarious. And this, this just used to be, you know, like we've we've been reliving, you know, we talk about the glory days like 04 to 05, 06, but we've even been reliving like 08. The 08 Warped Tour nostalgia is real right now. You know, if if any of our listeners have been on our Facebook page, which is my viral experiment, if if, uh, (laughs) anyone has wondered why the content seems a little wacky on our Facebook page, I've been digging into the late 2000s Warped Tour nostalgia pretty hard. And that's that world. I don't know why. It's alive and well, man. Neon. We didn't know how good we had The Main. We the Kings, like all those bands, you know, back when they were playing Warp Tour in 08. Like it was, it's crazy because when that happened in 08, I was like, oh, fuck this shit. This shit sucks compared <laughs> to how it was in 06. You know, we had like the U's playing and Senses Fail. And and now I look back at 08 and I'm like, god damn, we had it so good in 08. We you know, know man. We didn't, didn't know, know how, how good bad it was going to get. <laughs> but I'm such a. Sh- we had fucking a Skylit Drive, Sky Eats Airplane, Hey Monday. Right. I mean, Escape you the had, Fate, had, like, the Ronnie drama. Electronic horror kind of just starting up. I mean, Attack Attack's first yeah. album, yeah. right? I mean, you, that it was, was like launching. just starting, you know, in 08. It was like right. just cooking. And you still had the Chiodos drama going on and the right. Ronnie with Escape the Fate and he's in jail okay. and all that was going on. There were options. There's no options right. left, man. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's nothing. I mean, what do you have? Nothing. Like, we got tears are gone. Them. Sleeping are over. You know, of mice and men are you know not the same band anymore. Bring me or you know they don't want to be really here. hear from them. Yeah, they don't want to be here. We don't really <laughs> hear from them anymore. So it's like, what do we got, man? Like too close to fucking your like and... I don't like what the <laughs> <laughs> too close to touch. Did you just say too? Yep, that's what oh, we got. Man. That's what's left. I thought we had with confidence, but nah. Hell you know, nah. Like, nah, man. Straight canceled. Water parks didn't, what did they end up selling? 6,000 first week or Right around like there. Yep. Yeah, so, it's you know, no big fireworks there. Right. Uh, water parks might blow up, but it doesn't look to be happening. No one it's can just escape shame, the man, scene warped. This was our life growing up. You know, this was like. This was what we looked forward to all year. I just, I ask listeners, all you people out there, I'm not blaming anyone. I'm just wondering, like, what happened? Like, why did we all get so <laughs> removed from this lifestyle? I just, I don't know. We you know? grew up, man. I, I, I guess I grew up too. But like, we had just, to get away from it. That next generation of kids, you just That's you the think problem. they would have kept, kept it going. You know, it just. Uh, Do we have to blame SoundCloud rap? <laughs> I don't know, man. Wasn't this what going way back? This was going to be the SoundCloud rap warp tour, you know? That, that oh, was kind right, of, right. At the end of last that? year, that's what we were talking yeah. about, man. We're like we're getting a little peep. We're getting, you know what I mean? Well, pump think on one stage, like I would not be surprised to see quite a few SoundCloud rappers there. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see nothing nowhere on Warp Tour this summer. So definitely keep an eye out for those okay. acts, and I highly recommend you go see them. But, yeah, but I mean, uh, it, nothing nowhere, and you know you're just starting to pop. You know you're getting rid up in the New York Times. Do you want to associate your brand with this, <laughs> this failing <laughs> tour? You know and that's already off to a. It hasn't even started yet, and shit's already. And that's the thing. Every year, shit goes down on Warp Tour. We saw mm-hmm, last Warp mm-hmm. Tour. There's always big controversies, mm-hmm. and this is a bad omen. I feel like starting off with a controversy. All right, it's like it's just like it's our. You can already feel it coming, and I don't want. I just I wanted this to just be a nice, right? This was smooth supposed to goodbye. Be good. Yeah, this was supposed to be a good goodbye. Have, have the used and taking back Sunday headline. Have Paramore pop up at a date here. Have Blink pop up at a couple dates. Have Fall Out Boy do a date. You know, I just feel like you could have worked. Could have worked that out. There's no reason Blink shouldn't do a date. You know what I mean? If they really the are California, going warm. The California date. I mean, any of them. You know? Right. It's ridiculous if they don't. Because Blink, Blink on their comeback capitalized off this Abs- group of kids that go to Warped Tour Absolutely. today. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Kids went out. Like, kids who never had Blink. You know what I mean? Went out. These young Warped Tour kids bought that Blink album and made California the success that it was. You know? Right. Some 41 tried to tap into the same audience. Um with much less success, you know, but... Their crowds it, were still huge right. at Warped Tour. Like, like, Blink 
they don't owe it to these kids, but like it would be very nice for them to do this for this right. this younger it's generation. It's just a solid thing to do. Show like, up, play you know? a fucking show. Are you kidding me? You, you're not gonna do it because you're not getting paid enough. Yeah. That's it's just it blows my mind that some bands are st- uh, pretty much all bands are like that. I mean, this is a culture thing. You know what I mean? It's not. It's funny. It's like now we're on Warped Horse side a little earlier. <laughs> we're impression, but now here we are. <laughs> angry old scene kids well you know? i mean i was on i i guess i've i'm on warp tour side all the way they just went about it completely wrong right they it's... they shouldn't have taken the childish venting on twitter route because right. you know their parents told them to go to their room then... they should have fucking released a flyer on facebook saying fuck my chemical romance fuck blink 182 <laughs> and this, this is a culture thing right it's not like you said it's not a money thing blink shouldn't do this for the money they should do it for the culture the culture they created blink came up on warp tour you know before blink were blink they were on warp tour you know playing mm-hmm. playing dude ranch and all that stuff and it just would make sense for them to you know go out with it like we started this culture and you know we'll be here for its goodbye right it just it's especially with skiba there you know I mean, a trio trio. was part of it. I know, right? There you go, right? I don't know, man. It was a bummer to see all this go down the way it did. Okay, I don't, I do not want the trio reunion. (laughs) I just want to put that out there, man. man. I'm not, not about that. Sorry, Cassie. I'm not. Trio is, trio deserves their place in time. (sighs) You got to give them that. That band was important to a lot of people. I was excited when they signed to uh, Epic Records. And we got to see them on the hills. You know, that was fun. That, but, was, uh, that was weird, man. That it was, was weird. That was just weird. That was, that was, was weird, too weird. I want to go back time. to like Private you're, you're Eye just, and Stupid Kid. And they they had some bangers in the early 2000s. The Crimson was pretty good. 90s, I thought, man. Um, yeah, they had but great you're, you're just never, never my band. Right. Um, it Fair just enough. wasn't my band. Um, Fair enough. Okay, do we got to talk about anything else with Warp Tour? I mean, we could mope. We can we can mope the whole episode, man. But uh, what two weeks now? We'll we'll finally get the full lineup, and we'll we'll have another warp tour episode. <laughs> are they are they doing it? Um, do you know are they doing the lineup announcement one day? Like, yeah, all March at once. Yeah, they're not doing. Remember when we were at AP? They do like the staggered, and they'd announce like ten Weekly. bands a week. Yeah, you know, it felt bigger back then. Yeah, it, it was felt fun, like it mattered man. more. Yeah, man. Everyone was talking about it every week. Right. It'd be like, because it'd be like, bless the fall, upon a burning body, upon the occasion strain, body. and then everyone'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be, like, it wouldn't matter, but it was just the fact that it was Warp Tour that would make that a big story. You know? exactly. Even if the band's small. It was, it was five yeah. bands, but right. and they usually had like one headliner in every one of them, so I remember like one, I think, was Sleeping With Sirens, Handguns, and then three like no names. Right. And everyone was just like, oh, Sleeping with Sirens. Oh, I right. think I heard of Handguns before. Right. Oh, that's and so people sick. were actually checking out those smaller bands. Exactly. I remember. Like people would be like, yo, I'm going to go like, I'm going to go listen to Forever Came Calling. I never heard of them. You know what I mean? Exactly. And... I'm sure it was, you know, PRs were trying to get their band right. announced with like fucking Riff Raff or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You remember Yo. that night? That was remember, remember when I premiered a Riff Raff song at AP? I do, I do. What times, a what a man. time, man. Good. Dude, such a professional team, like working with Riff Raff and his team. Like really? such a pleasurable experience, straight up. Wow. That's total professionals. That's yeah, really nice guys, his whole team. Do you remember that summer when they play when he played a song with Beartooth and we came as Roman members? Yeah, I do. It got yeah. so weird that summer, man. Do you remember when um <laughs> when Danny left Asking Alexandria and somebody made that petition to make Riff Raff the new Riff singer Raff of Asking? And we ran it on AP. Yeah, it had <laughs> it like a hundred thousand like, signatures. It got so many more from that article. Oh, oh yeah. man. He, he we, loved that shit. We Riff had it good in twenty fifteen, man. I know, man. Dude, I know. And that was a bad year, you know. It was and, a bad year. But we that were was still like, rolling. Oh, all right, let's move on to our next story, which is Attila. Franz and company have released Call Out 2, the sequel to their infamous single Call Out. Okay, how big of a deal was Call Out when it originally came out? This came out on the um, About That Life album, right? Right, yep. Is this like as big of a deal as people are making it out to be now? Like, was it that big of a deal when it came out? Because I remember hearing it. I was like, oh, yeah, he dissed Ronnie Radke, neat. But, like, was it really, like, a, oh, shit, like, big deal when it came out? Man, I remember the night this leaked. The, call, <laughs> the first call-out. 
and even it reached into the defend pop punk group and people were losing their shit in there that okay. line uh hit me with your address so i can hit you with a mic stand right. we're talking about ronnie and like he just went in so hard on all these scene bros christopher drew god he went all over the place in that oh, song yeah. and and the oh, song he, t- he smoked chris drew oh, oh absolutely dude absolutely oh, it was fantastic but the the song was actually good and that right. added to the callouts within the song. I mean, that was the thing about, I fucking, at that time, I hated Attila so much. But that album jammed, you know, and it made me so angry that it jammed. It was just I was like, I don't want to like this. Core, man. I mean? It was, it it was, was yeah. fun. That's what, um, that's what Attila was back then. And but... they were still making good metalcore. And I even like the, I like the record after that, too. Um, yeah. I forget the name of it. What um, is it? Guilty Pleasure? Or, uh, Guilty Pleasure, yeah. With Proving Grounds. And, Proving Grounds. You premiered that song on, on AP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's some solid uh, tracks on there. But yeah, Attila used to be good. And I mean, I guess they're really not anymore. But so what, I guess I just missed the boat on it. I didn't realize Call Out 1 was such a big deal. I mean, I remember the, the con- there was just so much controversy around Attila at that time. True. That I guess I just, I missed this little, this one piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, it was like, I was more just, I really hated Franz. They were, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I mean, when, when, when the first Call Out dropped, Attila was really assuming their role for the first time as the universally hated band in the music scene. Right. And they were Which like was, loving it. That was their yeah. goal. And that was great. It was like peak Attila. You know what right. I mean? It was Absolutely. like, they were so good at it. Um, so what, all right, so sonically, what do you think of Call Out 2 as a song? This song is fucking terrible, man. <laughs> it is awful and that's what pisses me off so much is that i've been saying i've said on the show before in past episodes but i've been saying this since the uh i was working with their team on their last album because i was still at ap i'm like mm-hmm. where the hell's call out to that's literally all you need to do make a bouncy metalcore track and just call out a bunch of scene bros for all the sh- bullshit that they've pulled over the past two years and you'll get the attention of everyone Right. There's no reason they should have waited this long for this. And of course, you know, they drop off Sharp Tone and the first thing they do <laughs> is call out too. And the this track is terrible. It's just chopped up MIDI guitars. The drums are 100% sampled. This sounds like a really bad song off of Ask Alexandria's Stepped Up and Scratched remix CD of Reckless and Relentless back mm-hmm. when metalcore dubstep was a thing. This is just terrible musically, man. Like, this is almost unlistenable. Wow, um, unlistenable. The lyrics, on the other hand, you know, like, that's a totally different topic that we can unpack. But the song itself, musically, I mean, this is like a 3 out of 10, man. You're at a 3 out of 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at, like, a 5.5 out of 10. Mm. Um, like, I, it, I, I don't like it. As a song, I guess I, I don't viscerally hate it as much as you, and maybe that's just I'm, I'm not, I wasn't as invested in Attila, mm. sonically speaking. It, I, I see how it's just kind of a, there's not effort there, um, but I guess I was more just listening to the song for the lyrics, and that's really all I really cared about, I guess. Um, I wasn't, it's been a while since I've had real expectations for Attila to put out a good song, you know? True, true. We are, we are no longer in the rage days, that is for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, those that long gone, fam, right, long gone. Right. So, calls out uh, Buddy Nielsen, which uh, makes sense, because right. um, when Attila put out Proving Grounds, when Franz uses the uh, the F word, uh, the homophobic F word, uh, Buddy Nielsen uh, attacked Attila. Remember, he went on like a political campaign against Attila for like Dude, six months. Calling <laughs> it out. I think they were both on Warp Tour at the time. Am I remembering that right? I I think you're totally right. Okay, yeah, and I remember the Twitter battles, man. They were going yeah. at it for a while, and then didn't and they bring like Broken Side into it or something, or some random band got brought in? What he didn't it. realize though was he was just feeding into supervillain Franz. Right, you know that's what exactly mean? what Franz and, wanted. Franz is blowing up and getting even bigger. <laughs> so he calls out Jeffrey Star. I mean, like, I guess that Jeffrey Star nostalgia hype is going on right now, but like. I don't know. Why is he calling Jeffree Star? I mean, Jeffrey's <laughs> had a lot of drama been yeah. brought up from his scene days when he was, you know, there's video of him using yeah. racial slurs and all that, yeah, all that true. stuff. He did do all that. So, um, you forget, dude, just like a makeup mogul now and I has mean, like the most successful makeup company of all time. Hell, man. <laughs> oh, so rich. Like, he figured it out. Like, yeah. all the bands, you know, it's funny because he, he hung out with every band, right? Mm-hmm. There were 
which is a picture of Jeffree Star with Sonny Moore, this picture of Jeffree Star with Tyler Carter, this mm-hmm. picture of Jeffree Star with Jared Leto. You know, he's literally been friends with every band somehow, and uh, he's the one who made it out. <laughs> right? He's the one who made <laughs> like, it out. Like, what the fuck? Right? Of all of, all of them. He, he, he had the worst music out of all of them. <laughs> um, he calls out uh, Danny Warsnop and Dennis Stoff Dennis of Asking Alexandria, both of them, the singer and the former singer. Okay. I thought that was interesting. I was not aware I mean, it's just general knowledge that Danny's a dick. Yeah, I was just not aware of any Franz Danny beef. I mean, I'm sure some shit has happened behind the stages yeah. over the years, and we, well, I mean, we know Dennis is a dick, so. Yeah, I mean, the Dennis thing, yeah, sure, I could see that. I was just a little surprised to see it. A little bit, but like, I'm sure sh- I could totally see some secret beef between those two. Like, da- Danny yeah. is not a hard dude to dislike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, he calls out Bad Baby, which is not cool. No, uh, Franz, fuck that, sit Franz. the fuck down. That's right. Hey, for those who don't know, that's the Cash Me Outside girl who now has a legitimate rap career, and she's actually pretty good. Right? Uh, Back off. Leave her alone. Friends. She's like yeah. 14, dude. What are you doing, right? Franz? What the hell are you doing, leave you her dad? Alone. Yeah, leave her alone. Um, he calls out Amur, the band Amur, quote the song, <laughs> which is hilarious because uh, Frankie Palmieri, the singer of Amur, after this, he went at Franz on Twitter, Twitter basically saying, you know, why didn't you call me out directly, you know, as Frankie? Because you, you have no problem with the rest of my band. It's just me. And Franz's uh, response was, you know, come on, dude. No one knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why you can't call Frankie out directly because no one knows who Frankie is, which might might be true at this point. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Frankie's celebrity status is, is pretty much shriveled up to nothing, although that well, last Amir record is fire. Former label mate, brief label mates on Sharp Tone, right? Attila oh, shit, and, uh, right? Yeah. Right. Now that, they're all, now that Attila's off Sharp Tone, Former label taking mates swipes. Already. Yeah, I was thinking, like, wait, were Amir on Artery at one point? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no, prob- probably. <laughs> I mean, straight up. I don't know. Um, he calls out Tom Brady, which, why? Um, I bet you back that, probably. But I don't leave the, I mean, the goat. What are you calling the goat out for? Come on. Um, he calls out Tyler Carter, which is, uh, okay, Biggest first, surprise in the whole song. I, yeah, at first I was really surprised, but then I started thinking, and I, I was, I'm pretty sure Franz is, is good friends with Michael Bone. Well, that was issues. my first, it's weird because we don't know what the Michael Bone, we know, deci- I mean, we know what happened, we he know got kicked he got, out, we know Michael but who got kicked screwed. him out? Was it Tyler or was it the whole band? If it was Tyler, Tyler then the call out makes the whole sense. Yeah. But I mean, Tyler is the whole band. But... Tyler runs that band. Right. It's Tyler's show and, and, and Michael got screwed. And, right. and I know I've seen Franz and Michael hang out. So that kind of makes like sense okay. to me, you know, My, Michael Bone, I mean, he really did get fucked. You know, out of the issue situation. Uh, last and, I uh, saw, he's drumming now for his yeah. new project, oh, Wh- whatever that may be. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, Michael. Sorry. I mean, he's working with another ex woe is me dude now, so we'll oh, see even what worse. Happens. God, man, that's, <laughs> like, that's a never-ending pit of misery. Oh, um, my God. He he calls out 6ix9ine, which good. Like, fuck right. that guy. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, but he also calls out, like, a lot of... Uh, he calls out a lot of bad people. Like, good guy Franz shows up. You know what I mean? Did you notice that? Like, good guy Franz is here a lot. For sure. Definitely. Good guy Franz, call, you know, he's calling out, you know, anyone homophobic. He's calling out, you know, offset for homophobic remarks. He's calling out tons of bad people. How can... I have a lot to unpack with, with the offset thing. Um yeah. Franz, you say that in almost every one of your songs. How... Why is he not okay, but you're okay to say it? Well, like, okay, so I'm not defending Franz here. Okay, one never should, by the way. Right. Um, but I'm gonna. We we know Franz is a character, mm-hmm. and he plays a character, and he mm-hmm. plays a villain. We know like this is that's not the real Franz. The Franz For sure. that do he's we provoked, know that he's Offset a provocateur professional is playing a character. I I I don't know. I don't know that right. much about Offset. We don't know. I thought that was just like, dude, you... I always took Offset way more... St- I would take Offset more seriously than Franz. You know what I mean? Just as the way that Migos present. Like, they seem very real. You know, their songs are about that life. You know, For no pun sure. Intended. But I feel like a lot of those SoundCloud rappers play characters. 
and it's kind of like uh like what's the example i don't know man dude the migos are ready to throw down on joe budden like on 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 tv on tv yeah i don't know i just thought that one was a little weird one of my biggest complaints thematically with this song is that he's calling out people for no reason um (laughs) yeah like you said tom brady um bad baby dude lay the fuck off like there's no context here for any of these call outs he's just calling them out for the sake of calling them out like it's shock value that's all this song is and franz used to be good at shock value this is not good shock value anymore because it it just sounds like he's just an old man yelling at the sky at this point you know he's like like gotten yeah and he's not super villain enough anymore like he used to be it feels so forced you know what's funny though is like this 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 good guy franz like you know at the end of the day we all used to hate franz so much but when all this shit came out about all the bands you love all the creepy (laughs) shit that all these band members were doing i'll tell you someone in the industry never heard a bad word about franz from Mm -hmm. anyone never heard a single thing that franz did anything creepy anything bad always heard he was super good to deal with behind the scenes and it, it, you know what I mean? And Franz, to his credit, was calling out certain band members this whole time. For sure. He, he's been calling them out on Twitter and taking heat for it, you know? It's almost it's weird. It's like Franz was like our fucking Batman. You know, it, it, this whole time, God. like, he was looking out for the scene, you know? And, and This is how you know the scene's over, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, he was, like, dude, I mean, he was calling out Austin way before anyone else was, uh-huh. you know? He was the one, he was the one dude who was willing to, to have the industry come down on him, you know? And everybody else was everyone else was scared to mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't give a shit mm-hmm. he knew like i think at some level there's that good guy in there he knew you know i mean he is a dad yeah you know? exactly he, he's that's got the thing kid. is people gotta remember the franzilla thing is a complete act he's admitted it, it. you can go read been. right you can go read it's in an issue of alternative press where we interviewed him he admitted it's all an act it's a show it's theater because I think it got to a certain point where it was like, this. there's no way this dude is actually real. <laughs> okay, so um, anything else on Attila, Tyler? I don't think eat. so. Fuck this song. They ruined it. <laughs> All right, yeah, it was a whatever song. Um, again, though, I like the eventness. I like that I saw a little bit of hype again. In at the least scene. they tried. Uh, yeah, at least there were people talking, you know, mm. around something. Okay, um, next story. So Paramore canceled some tour dates. Uh, the Queen is not well bells ring the bells tyler ring the bells ring the bells queen's not well Mm -mm. um paramore canceled two tour dates after Haley was diagnosed with throat and upper respiratory infection uh it's not good no and they have been touring a lot so you know kind of makes sense when you get that grind and you live out on the road even if you're in a tour bus it sucks man it's a tough life and let's not forget like Haley's going through a divorce from chad and i know and those effects last years man so you think like you're touring a lot your tours aren't necessarily going that great your album just flopped you're going through a divorce and now it's like you can just see the stress kind of building up around Haley, and now she's sick and has to cancel these tour dates it's kind of a bummer to see definitely a bummer to see like regardless of what we say about the band these bands music we never want to see like misfortune fall upon a member you know no, so never. and we will always give props to Haley, especially for everything that she's done for the scene so this thing though that kind of bugged me about this story is did you i mean did you see the apology tour that Haley went on i've she, been pretty it, offline when this okay. happened so i didn't see it, much of anything I, besides a headline I'll read a little bit. It breaks my heart to feel like I'm letting people down. Mm. Trying so hard to get better ASAP. I know how hard y'all work to come see us play a show. We appreciate it so much. She just, um, the apology was just so long. Like, you would have, you would think the band were breaking up. And it was another example to me of just Paramore, like, the way they overreact their PR team, you know? Like, they're only everything. canceling two dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to everything. Like, everything... And it can feel so insincere, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Paramore canceled two dates. Bands do this all the time. It's not a big deal. But of course, Paramore do it. There's this the giant, the world, man. well-crafted <laughs> apology from Haley. You know what I mean? That's so real, and she's giving you details about her medical procedures. It's like you don't, we don't fucking need this. It's oh. Paramore. You know, just like when the Pharaoh Brothers reacted, when the Pharaoh Brothers left, they reacted. Mm. You know, just way overreacted. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't even need to talk about it. You know what I mean? 
I don't think most people knew who the Farrow Brothers were. You know, they could have just <laughs> rushed that one off. You know what I mean? They definitely didn't know who the drummer was, but they knew who Haley's ex-boyfriend was. But they um, just they, they overreacted. You know, with um, you know, the whole Jeremy lawsuit. It's right. just like anytime anything happens with Paramore. Their PR team and their their apparatus around them tries to cast them in the best light possible, and it, it just looks it's they're, like they're putting on a little too much of a show. Yeah, it's like this isn't a big deal. You're allowed to cancel two dates as a band. We don't need a screed apology for Haley. Haley is allowed to do this. She's a human being, you know. Right, and and their their team's overreaction to like constantly. everything. Man. It's oh. it's like dehumanizing, man. Yeah, it's, it's like, like are these people even real? <laughs> the way like when the album was coming out you know how mm-hmm. it was like we're just gonna have Haley talk about how awesome taylor is and how taylor basically does everything you know to make mm-hmm. it seem like Haley is not the most important member of the band when we all know she is you know what i mean but it's like just Without, the desperation I mean, trying to create that pr show exactly you and, wish that they'd take the foot off the throttle a little bit you know absolutely like be human you know we yeah. People understand you're canceling two dates. You're not breaking up as a band. All right. Um, let's move on to our next story, which is uh, Bless the Fall. Bless the Fall released a new song called Wishful Sinking. Uh, this is the second single from their upcoming sixth album coming out on Rise. It follows the lead single Melodramatic, which I gave a three out of ten score to, apparently, <laughs> on one of our last episodes. I really fucking hated that song. Really um, so what did you think of Wishful Sinking, Tyler Sharp? This is a very uninspiring song. <laughs> um, before, before you go, I'm going to read a quote from Bo Boken. All right. It's got all the familiar Bless the Fall vibes that any old school fan will recognize immediately. Yo, I had to be out when he didn't really say that. We wanted to do what we do best while finding a fresh sound, which fuck that last sentence. There's so much wrong with everything yeah. that he said with that. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the proof is in the we, song because we wanted to do what we do best while finding a fresh sound. We want to do a throwback. I don't have a fresh sound. No, I don't you can't even, do that. I don't There's even one want or to, the other man. God, I don't even want to unpack it. Cause he's so he's just talking out of his ass way too much. The opening riff, the opening lead riff in this song, uh, rips off architects a hundred percent. And there's a moment in the chorus where the lead riff rips off a wage war song. Uh, Bo can't and, sing. To be fair, rips off some old Bless the Fall songs. Sure. I mean, they're rehashing their old shit, yeah. too. The main thing is, is that we see what they're trying to do. They're trying to not be a metalcore band while also pleasing their metalcore fans. Mm-hmm. And it's not working because they don't know how to write these songs. Bo can't sing, obviously, anymore. This song is just abysmal. And right. they just can't seem to write a cohesive song at this yeah. point. You know, it's like it's like their their structure. If if they're not writing a uh, a modern metalcore 2012 song, they don't know how to structure a song. And I mean, right? You if and it's I not love, like Bo cleans, Jared screams, you know, riffy guitar. Like they don't know how to do it. They, and, it's like they can. It's like their their system is broken, and they're they're kind of like a chicken running off, running around with his head cut yeah. off. Sounds so bad. It's like, um, so I also don't like this. I I find Mm -hmm. the song uninspiring, you know, is the perfect word. Um, There's an old school Blessed to Fall riff in there, buried underneath all of this Mm. cloudy, murky production. But that's about it. I mean, there's nothing there. No know. And and Bo's vocal performance is terrible. Mm -hmm. It started off kind of okay. And then it just, it got really bad. And Uh I'm like, this dude used to be a good singer. To hell and back. God wears Gucci. You know, I, was it last episode where we, we talked about Bless the Fall for yep. half an hour? When yep. they were good? Okay. Yep. Go listen to our <laughs> last episode if you didn't and you want to hear some good Bless the Fall talk because we're not going to rehash it again. But right. this band used to be good. But yeah, I mean, it's like this could have been a good song if it was executed right, but it just sounds like it's being made by a dying band. Um, I'm at a five out of ten. Yeah, I'm at a four. You and I love His Last Walk. And I think... We Part both love it. Witness, too. We both love Witness, too. But going back to his last... I, I like his last walk more than Witness. Oh, um, of course. I mean, that's that's one of the... To me, that's a, one of the classic scene it's albums It's a classic of all time. scene album, for sure. But if you listen to those songs, minus, uh, you know, Guys Like You and Higinia, they're not, like, structured it's a, it's the best. It's Higinia, Tyler Sharp. Sorry. Ahenia. I've never known how to say that it's song. It's Craig's name. grandmother's name. You better get that oh shit right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, many apologies. Many apologies. <laughs> um, the song structures on that album, they're not the best, man. You know, like, we were going to get a, a more um, 
educated song process the next album with craig as we saw with Mm -hmm. that uh lucy single the the last thing or i wouldn't quit if everyone did yeah Uh, a more structured song right and we got that structure on witness but Mm -hmm. his last part was special because of the time the way it was presented even if the songs weren't the most cohesive okay and 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 also i would say like it's kind of a boon for the album like his last walk the lack of structure you think of a song like black girls dying sure it's so much fun because it's all over the fucking place absolutely there's no real structure like that was part of what was exciting about bless the fall they weren't his last walk was not it wasn't screamo it wasn't traditional metalcore you know what i mean it was this weird before and yeah in between thing where we got the emo boy singing Mm -hmm. and then you got this you know metalcore screamer busting in and you've got these rock like riffs kind of going over this metal production it was just like this really cool new thing and like you said it was chaotic it wasn't cohesive it was all over the place but it was raw Mm -hmm. and there was fucking energy real energy there you could tell it was a young band though you know and i feel like if we were we were gonna still get that chaos on the second album with craig whatever that would have sounded like i feel like we were still gonna get the chaos but we were also gonna get a little bit more of like an educated structure to the album Mm -hmm. that was gonna pull those songs together because i love his last walk it's my favorite bless the fall album but if you listen to those songs the album feels kind of like puzzle pieces that don't necessarily fit together but this song new bless the fall it just doesn't need to happen, man. It, and we and we gotta say, I mean, it's been over for a while. Hollow Bodies oh, the trash. Oh hell yeah! The last, I mean, what, what's the last album called? Go, uh, some, uh, fallen something. something yeah, something, broken yeah, something. Broken I, I don't fallen. Know. What, what the fuck ever. <laughs> Two out. This band has not done like even. What's the album before it? Awakening. Fuck that album. Seriously, I was so disappointed by Awakening. I like. The I think I like the ballad off that. Forty days okay. is the, is Hey Baby Part Two. You, you, you take the ballad and I just, I'll just say it. And, three albums this band has done nothing creative for or inspiring sure. at all absolutely um, that's about all i have to say about bless the fall yeah anything else t-shirt? go listen to the last episode listen to the last time yeah if yeah. you want to hear more about bless the fall. all right everyone well that is it for the show this week thank you so much for listening if you have any questions send them to note scene at duo.com and we will happily answer them on the show if you enjoy the show please take the time to rate and review us on apple Podcasts. give us those five stars and we will love you all right see you next week